Relationships rule. That's my motto. I'm Janice Porter, and I love to share the power of relationship marketing to help grow and impact business. I've grown my business by building and nurturing relationships, and I'd like to help you do the same. Welcome to the Relationships Rule podcast, where connection means everything. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Relationships Rule. This um, this week, we have an international guest. Jocelyn Chong is with, with me today from all the way from Melbourne, Australia. I hope I said that right. And welcome to the show, Jocelyn. Well, thank you so much for having me on this show. It's been a pleasure and I had a great time having a chat with you, Janice. And oh, we learned so much from you. So <laughs> yeah, glad to be on this show as, as well. Awesome. Well, now I know your story is really interesting. And for me, when I was reading about you, um, what I found fascinating, and I would love you to share with my audience is how you go from, um, first of all, your Malaysian background to um, in and then in financial planning and sales and then financial planning, and then to this wonderful career as a as an entrepreneur and a coach and a speaker, et cetera, et cetera. So please let my audience have a little inkling into that. Right, I will share the shorter version. So I was born and raised in Malaysia. At the age of 17, I left home to pursue my further education in Australia. And I did a double degree in commerce and accounting. And so it was a natural path to work for the big four, which is uh, Anson Young at the time. And in there, I became an auditor. So I did a lot of audits for the top leading companies in Australia. And one of that company invited me to join them as their internal auditor. So I got that job. And within four months or within four weeks, I relocated from Adelaide to Melbourne. From there, I went around the whole country because it was a national role. So I traveled so much and I realized that I wanted a job in the banking sector because finance is something that I love doing. And I love the numbers. I love investing. I love working with money. And so I decided that was the appropriate time for me to switch career, taking all my accounting background, skill sets, and then move into banking. So I landed on a banking role and I was in retail banking for two years. And throughout that whole process, you know, I learned so much about people because banking is all about people. You talk to them about their issues, their problems with money, and you help them solve it. I then was excelling in that role. So the state manager asked me to step into a financial planning role, which is far more senior and it is heavily regulated in my country. So I need to do further studies to get the certification and the license to practice. And I did that. So I excelled in that role as well. And they invited me to actually lead a, a team and then a national team. And so I progressed throughout that rank and really did so well. But equally, I was working so hard. I was selling my soul to my organization. And I reached a point whereby this is not the kind of life that I dream of, even though the money was good. The lifestyle was not what I wanted. I had to compromise a lot of things. 
and you know friendships and time because I was in the office all the time mm -hmm. I realized that I have always loved business I've got so many skills around sales speaking coaching that I can really set up my own practice to help others who are in the same shoes who needed that kind of support and who needed that kind of coaching as well because I noticed that there was a gap in the industry that nobody is coaching in a practical way. A lot of the method of coaching is through information, through um, reading things, through following template. But what is missing is the practical component that I can share stories that can help them pinpoint exactly where they needed the support and tweak that for them. And that can really speed up their success because I witnessed that when I coach my team members, many of them had been in the job maybe 10, 15 years and they're still in the same old pattern. Mm -hmm. And when I led the team and I noticed that by sitting in their meetings and giving them coaching with their permission, they are like, oh my God, nobody has actually told me that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when we say one thing and someone else's assess it is very different, especially when you're in the same room together. For sure. And that's where the magic began. Uh -huh. And so I noticed that that is the power because my coaching style is very practical mm -hmm. and I'm a very practical person. I'm, you know, as much as I am, listening i'm also a very visual person and so when i coach and when i support others i actually need to witness that and see that for myself because sometimes what we see we're able to tweak a little bit and that significant um change is wildly amazing so that's what i do for my clients well i know that you you went in the um, the traditional path to start with, right? And got your degrees and went in the corporate world and you did all of those things, probably to please your parents as much as anything else, right? And- um, Spot on. Yeah. And, uh, and I don't know, I'm curious though, if it has anything to do with um, uh, the- um, the generation, like when we, in your generation, which is younger than mine, in your generation, do you, do you come to the conclusion or the realization faster that the corporate world is just, you know, it's just not for me. Like, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people my age, they never got to question that. They got to just go, they, there wasn't the, there weren't the options then. So do you find that with the people that you work with now that they're doing what you did or you know what I'm saying? I think um, in the corporate world, if um, someone is very ambitious, they can navigate through different um, roles within the organization but as you progress further like for me the next role I apply is one out of six for a role that has got 35,000 people so there's very little opportunities for me to explore even further because there's that much competition right. and it's getting harder as you progress further because there's less role and it is more consuming to actually, you know, work harder. Like you work, you you literally be working. There's no life outside of work. There's well, no Sunday rest at all. 
And I and, see that, mm -hmm. you're, that you're then working for the company. The company's making the money. You know what I mean? So right. that's the way, yeah, that's the way I see it anyway. So would you say, well, well let me ask you this, because when you shifted, um, I know that you you had an impetus that forced that kind of, I think the, the vision in the company you were working for closed down in the financial planning part, right? And so now was the time to make the move, correct? Correct. So, so at a time where um, it happened, we had a Royal Commission in Australia. And so all the banks decided to shut down their financial planning uh, arm because it was not viable for them to support um, that business arm. So all the banking sector decided to spin off, shut down, transition the clients outside. And so I was impacted by that. I had um, two options. I could go out and set up my own financial planning practice mm -hmm. or I could, you know, do something else. And I was close to buy a practice, but then I thought, you know, I've done this for over 15 years. There's so much more beyond just, you know, being in this industry. There's so much more that I want to explore. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to explore more than the financial planning world that I was part of, which I was very grateful. I learned so much from the world of banking and finance. I met thousands and thousands of people, sat on so many meetings and stories that people would share with me. They would never share with someone else in their sure. family. Yeah, so it is so privileged. You know, I had executed a lot of wills because financial planning, um, obviously, once they pass away, we will go through their will and we will distribute their investments based on um, what they have told us. Of course, working in alignment with their estate planning lawyer. But uh, it was just you know, a lot of events that you know taught me so much about life that I don't think I would get that kind of personal experience hmm. if I have been in another role. So would you say, what role would you say relationships played in navigating you towards your new challenge, your new business? You know, um, relationships in business, relationships moving forward to help you start your entrepreneur practice. Yes, you know, I think the business is very relationship driven and we have to love people. We have to want to help people. And that's the key part, which I know a lot of entrepreneurs tend to skip that, maybe because they are an introvert, maybe because they have never been taught about the relationship piece of the work because they could be very strong technically in the aspect that they want to deliver. And I noticed that with a lot of my clients that they're so good in the strategies, the tools, the product that they want someone else to use but they don't have the skill to communicate that product benefits to someone else ah. and so that's a skill that we can all learn so, so yeah so one of the biggest um challenges then that that your clients face when they come to you for help is it is it what it's mindset or is it the lack it's just um not mindset always but i know that's a big one for you but is it confidence is it not knowing how to get through to people is it they just need a tweak or is it a whole big deal for somebody and it's different and 
the major part that I notice the commonly ones is mindset because a lot of us have been conditioned for a while of how we do things in a set way so it's challenging to think beyond that because your brain is so wired to operate that way and that pattern becomes a way of life and so if someone is willing to explore differently they will go through that period of discomfort because the discomfort is actually teaching them how to step out of the old patterns that got them the results they were looking for. Yes. But those patterns no longer can deliver the new results they were expecting. Mm-hmm. And I will help them identify exactly where it, it is. So to give you an example, I've got um, a commercial broker coming from another bank that decided to set up this person had been in the bank for 14 years, knew exactly what they need to do. And so when she came to coach with me, she needed to know how to connect with people and how to market herself because she is the CEO now. She is helping someone get the results. And in the banking sector, the leads come to you. You don't need to go all and find the leads. Yes, I'm so that is a huge component yeah. of helping her step out and how to network effectively. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people go, oh, I go to networking events and hope that I'm there, the leads will come to me. Yeah. Not so, because you actually need to break it down to really different areas. Number one, you need to get to know someone. They need to trust you, know you and know that you can deliver something for their clients if you're asking for an introduction. Number two, doesn't mean you meet someone, the leads will come to you immediately. Sometimes lead comes in 45 days, 100 days, two years. And so patience is absolutely necessary. And to be very strategic, because when you go to a networking event, you never know who you will meet. So it's important not to judge people just because they might not be someone that you think will refer to you. You never know what connections they might have. You don't know who they know. Yeah. Exactly. And so it's all these things that it's not taught in school or in books, right? Mm -hmm. But it is actually learned through what you're caught and what you witness. And for me, it's helping her navigate through that. Mm -hmm. And then the other aspect is her branding. Mm -hmm. Because when you work for a brand, you have got the company's brand on your business card. But when you are running your own organization now, you are the brand, you are the company brand. So what do you represent? Do you need to dress more professionally? Do you need to change your posture when you speak to someone? Do you have your I help statement? Mm-hmm. How you say it and how you follow through with it. And so it's not just doing the I help statement and hope that someone would send you leads and the leads will flood in. It's actually a lot more than that. So, and also what I noticed in, I mean, it sounds like we're doing her case study, but we are because I want to give a practical experience. Perfect. Yeah. That it is so important also to not give up easily because, you know, the brain always go, oh, I tried it already and it didn't work the first time. And 
it might not work that time because you're using that method. And so the coaching sessions is what if we apply this method, Mm -hmm. but you can get more results. Mm -hmm. So how do you show up in the 40 seconds, let's say in a networking event, how you show up and what you say and how you use that time to say hello to someone, build no like a trust. What does no like and trust look like for you? Help her redefine that. So we did a lot of work. It's so soft skill driven because techn- from a technical aspect, she knew what she needed. Or it's the soft skill that we could help her apply, gain her confidence, right? She goes, oh, a lot of people have been doing this role in the marketplace already. So why would they choose me? Oh. And so I go, yeah. why not? Yes. Yeah. Like those people who started, they have to start from somewhere too. Yeah. But because they started 10 years ago, they, they, that was their starting point. Yeah. This year is your starting point. That's- so it's helping her understand that, you know, it needs to start somewhere, helping her apply the right methods that applies to her business, getting the system, simplify the system, stay very positive because she had encountered a lot of um, obstacles along the way because, you know, relationship with stakeholders, sometimes people can be manipulative Mm -hmm. and they might, you know, use her materials but not hire her. And so the how to process those hurdles to move forward. And it was a a huge, you know, accomplishment because today she made, you know, in revenue income, 200,000. But it's to really guide her through step by step Mm -hmm. and to also teach her on helping to value her pricing strategy. Mm-hmm. So her pricing strategy helped her to know how to position herself mm-hmm. so that she knows how to talk about her pricing in a confident way. Mm-hmm. So yeah. a lot of people undercharge themselves mm-hmm. when they actually show up for their own business because they think that they are not worthy or they need to undercharge to get more deals coming in. But when you undercharge, people actually don't perceive the value that you're offering to them. So we did a lot of work around that aspect as well on the mindset about worthiness, your money beliefs, Mm -hmm. and how to actually trust in yourself even more. If you've been listening to me for a while, you probably know that I love to talk about LinkedIn. So now I'm curious, are you ready to take your LinkedIn to the next level? Because if you are, I've got the perfect opportunity for you. As a valued podcast listener, I'm offering you a one-month free trial to the LinkedIn Advantage program. It's your chance to join the community of like-minded professionals and immerse yourself in a space designed for learning, networking, and growing your business, and a lot of LinkedIn as well. Don't miss out. If you're ready to go from listener to participant, take advantage of this free trial by visiting podcastadvantage.com dot janisporter.com today that's podcastadvantage.janisporter.com join us and we'll see you in the group absolutely there is so much to to um 
to think about from what you just said. So from the beginning of someone starting their own business and coming from an, a corporate environment where the leads come directly to them. I was in that position. I was a corporate trainer for many years and they would just send us out to train. And so I never had to find my own clients. And when I went out on my own, I experienced that very same thing. The thing that I found um, is that there was a lot I didn't know about running a business. And so you've incorporated all of those things as well into your, your coaching, but you have to um, walk into those networking events with intention, knowing what your, your, what your goal is at that um, a particular event. And the piece that I, that I think you didn't say, but I'm sure you'll agree with me is that because you said some of them take time, it, they, not everybody will come at the when you're expecting them to come and do business with you. But what you must do is follow up and stay connected to people because they all have their own timeline, right? So you keep going out there, you keep doing what you're doing if it's working, but you keep doing it and you follow up with the the people from the 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 ones that you think are prospects because no doesn't always mean no right it just means not right now and unless you um clarify otherwise right so there's that and then talking about um the money the pricing i totally understand where you're coming from there too i think when it's when we first um, speak our pricing. If it's uncomfortable, we can tell because it doesn't roll off our tongue very well, but it doesn't take long. Once you practice and you do that, you grow into it. And by then it, it's time to do it again, right? To up your prices again. But um, I know I just had that experience myself where somebody just said to me, oh, is that for all three sessions? And right away I knew I could have charged her more. So, you know, it is what what I you start to find those signals and and build that confidence yourself. So I love what the work that you're doing. I think it must be really um, gratifying as well to see them go from there to you know success a successful career. Yes, and also because I watch their personal transformation. Yes, they become more confident. Yes, you know they are able to articulate what they want to offer with clarity and i witnessed that in their growth because they think strategically because a lot of times you have an idea in your head but the ideas are just you know all flowing and flooding in the thoughts but when you actually put it down pen to paper mm -hmm. the sequence and step by step to get the results is getting clear each time when I coach her and she goes away and create that process for her client as well. Fantastic. Because sometimes you work in the organization, they direct you to the next step and you have systems directing you from workflow one to workflow two. Yeah. Uh, when you're operating your business, you effectively will need to create that workflow in order to move yourself forward. And you don't have anyone guiding you unless you have got a coach to guide you through that right. step forward as well. 
So that was also another very, very fun thing that I witnessed, which was amazing because those are skill sets. Once you have got those skill sets, mm. they stay with you and you gain mastery and you can move forward with, you know, bigger and better things. Mm -hmm. So do you also, I think, um, do you uh, teach people how to sell from the stage, how to speak to sell? Is that part I of your- do. Yeah. So- Yes, I do. That, so- what would you say the three biggest mistakes are that people make when they're trying to do that? So number one, selling one-to-one -one and selling from the stage is very different skill sets. Yes. And so you will need to have a proven product to sell from the stage because you're selling one to many. And you will need additional skills on speaking to a group. Mm -hmm. Because when you speak one-on-one, -on -one, you've got one person, you are able to address one objection at a time. But when you actually address the group, let's say a group of 15, a group of 50, a group to a thousand, your message and the way you move your body across the stage is a whole nother level. Mm -hmm. So my recommendation is when someone wants to sell from the stage, is to just learn to speak to a crowd first before you start selling from the stage. Because selling from the stage has got a whole nother level technique. Mm -hmm. And there is a way to move the audience. Mm -hmm. So it's a very different um, level of skill set that you will need to add on to your repertoire mm -hmm. of selling from the stage mm -hmm. and knowing how to overcome their objections, knowing how to look after the crowd. Because when when you're doing any form of selling, you are actually caring for the crowd. You're looking after them. And if you don't look after yourself, you can't look after the group. Oh, I like that. Sorry, that's looking after the important. crowd. I like that. I like that because um, there are audiences that I'm very comfortable speaking in front of. I was a teacher. I don't mind getting up in front of people and speaking, but if I have to sell, I feel completely different. If I'm training, I'm good because I'm teaching, right? If I'm, if I'm presenting to sell, it feels different. So I, I understand, you know, what you're saying and I'm not always as comfortable doing that. So I see people who are masters at it and I watch, you know, and they're great storytellers usually, and they have a way of drawing the audience in. And I bet I haven't seen you uh, on a stage, but I bet you do that too. Yes. And you can see me on the stage in my masterclasses virtually that I do. Oh yeah. Monthly basis. That's right. Tell me about um, and so I do host a monthly masterclasses that I welcome people in and they can actually come and learn. And then at the end, I make an offer to help them advance so that they can implement that. So I like the point where you really help our audience identify their speaker that just speak from the stage about their story. And then the speaker that teach, which is um, corporate training, right? So when we teach, it's a very different method, again, because it is for them to learn. So how to implement, how to apply the principles, the concepts, the methods that we deliver. And then selling from the stage is a whole nother level, like you said, 
because there is storytelling, there is different methods that I can go into another session, but to help people identify speaking is, there's so many segments to it. And, you know, people who jump on the stage does not necessarily know how to deliver um, a sales speech as well. Because, you know, for example, a lot of people that give presentation, they are just disseminating information to the people yeah. so that they are informed. It's a very different level of presentation skills. It is. It's so, yeah. So of the work that you do, which piece do you like the best? Do you like the one I love the speaking? What do you like the best? So one-on-one and speaking are my gem because they come hand in hand. Okay. Both requires us to speak into their lives, to encourage them, to empower them, and to actually leave them with some level of inspiration to take action. And so they can get better themselves. So my fulfillment is that people who are in my orbit, I call them my environment, they walk away taking something that they are improving, either their skills or their mindset have been shifted so that they are going to contribute to their industry, their segment, their role, their business even better. So that is my mission every single day. That's beautiful. That's really beautiful. So what would you say your your best business tip would be for my audience of entrepreneurs and small business owners to take away from this conversation today? I've got a lot of favorite ones, but today <laughs> I'm going to actually invite everyone. We are coming into the end of the year and I want to invite everyone to reflect on what you have accomplished this year and to list them down all the wonderful things that you've accomplished and celebrate yourself hard. Because I notice that a lot of people don't take the time to celebrate their own progress or accomplishment. And if we don't celebrate it ourselves, we are not going to do good to ourselves, right? We A lot of people expect other people to celebrate them, but we have to bet on ourselves and celebrate ourselves. And that is part of self-care strategy to move into the next year. And you take with you what you did really well and you continue to refine, you continue to upgrade. I speak for myself. I'm a lifelong learner. I continue to learn. I continue to go, oh, you know, what else I can learn more? You know, before this um, recording, I was part of a mastermind group. And today we're learning how can we, you know, deliver a lot of things that we do, speak to market with a lot of AI tools that is already available and how can we integrate them to actually bring things and results quicker and better for our clients. So it's learn and be fast in willing to learn rather than not and pushing them away. So it's really important to think differently about that as well. Right. Your video, yeah, your video just went strange on me here. Okay. I, okay. Is that, I'm still here. Recording. Okay. Um, all right. So I can hear you. Um, so this has all been amazing. And I know that you do a, um, um, a, uh, 
a webinar every month, right? And people can find yes. it on your website. Yes. Yes. And it just so my next one. Yeah. Um, you can always find that on the website. So it allows you to know which one is next. And I welcome you all to come and join me on a live masterclass. And uh, yeah, let's have some fun. And so, Janice, thank you so much for this time together. You're very welcome. Um, I've enjoyed it. I think you're a gem. And I, um, I'm, at what time will I be able to, will I be awake when you do your masterclass? Absolutely. So it is ideal time for you and I, because I accommodate to all my friends and colleagues and clients in the US. So I will send you the link and uh, yeah, let's have some fun. Yeah, that sounds like good, like fun for sure. So thank you so much for being here, Jocelyn. Much appreciated. And people can find you, I know, at jocelynchong.com.au or on LinkedIn, correct? Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here and for sharing your wisdom with my audience. And remember to my audience, thank you for being here. And remember to stay connected and be remembered. Thanks for joining us. If today's show inspired you to make a new connection, why not start with me? Head over to LinkedIn and connect with me. Be sure to let me know you are a podcast listener because I select one listener each month who connects with me on LinkedIn for a complimentary profile audit. And you know, I love to meet new people. So I hope you take me up on it. Don't forget to stay connected and be remembered.